1: evening ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the Fatback 4. It is Sunday, it is, I don't know what date it is, I can't remember, Liverpool are top of the league, they've 6 from 6, 18 points, nobody's stopping them, 24 more wins and we are league champions as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Matt and Grizz, just before we come on, have, are having a massive row over bench boost and fancy football because my man, Matt, is topping the group and a lot of people don't like it. Grizz and Matt, how are you? Grizz yeah,
0: just before we carry on, I'm trying to correct you that I'm on top, but it's
1: okay. I, I
0: don't mind, me or Matt, same thing.
1: Yeah, but You're fair... not on top. No, you're not on top. Man, how are you, fancy football-wise, and in-, in life? Uh...
2: Top of the group, top of the world, mate. Yeah,
1: and and, and quite literally top of the world. You showed me where you're sitting tonight and um, if it gets quite windy there, you are going to end up in that lake just beside your apartment by the looks of it. Um, But lads, Liverpool uh, 2-1 victory at Stamford Bridge and the team, I'm not going to really go into the team because I think it was the team you expected, but Gris, you said to me in the WhatsApp just after the game, I love, love, love beating Chelsea. Um, How good was that for you today?
0: Yeah, um, it's just a personal thing, I think. Uh, in terms of the rivalry with Chelsea and me, with me being a um, uh, London scouser, a London born and bred. Are you laughing? So, <laughs> so yeah, so basically I've got a lot of um, mates, shamedly who are Chelsea fans, so the banter is real, real, real hard to take, you know, especially after this DVG, you know, fit game and and obviously with the Mourinho and Rafa. So I really, fucking really enjoy smashing these, especially at their ground. And we've had Apache, well, not Apache, we've not had the best of records over there last few years. So I know there's a lot of talk about the performance and etc. etc. Honestly, Gab, I couldn't give two fucking hoots, mate. I enjoy winning at Stamford Bridge. There's no better feeling for me.
1: No, and you know what, Matt? Um, it's great to win there. We, we've we won a couple of times there in the last four or five years, but to win it with a 6 out of 10 performance, which in my book was a 6 out of 10 performance, that makes her extra special, Matt. Am I right or am I wrong?
2: Uh, I feel like a lot of people are giving us shit for this performance. Um, I think it was very professional. I think we went out and we, we're doing... We've done what we're, we've been doing for a while now. We go out and we slaughter them early and we get the goals and then we, we, we shut up a little bit. And, and that's exactly what we did and it, it played out perfectly. Um, it, you've got to remember this Chelsea team. I, I know they're not that high in the league, but they will be there or thereabouts towards the end of the season. They are a very good team. They've got some, uh, some amazing players. So for them to come on and have the half hour that they had or, or, uh, Grace will probably say the whole of the second half, I disagree. It was probably about 20 minutes, half an hour. That, that's natural. They're a good team. They're a good attacker team. they got some great players. They scored a great goal. Um, so I, I don't want to put ourselves down too much because I didn't think it was that bad a performance. We just, we went professional. We showed up shop. Uh, and we, you saw that with what Klopp, uh, decides on his substitutions, bringing Milner on for Mane uh, t- taking, um, Gomez, when Gomez came on for, was it Bobby or Salah? I can't remember.
1: Sorry, say that again.
2: Uh, Gomez, who did he come on for?
1: Gomez. Jeez, that's a very good question. Salah.
2: That's Salah, yeah, exactly. I'll be, I'll be so Klaus wanted yeah. us to shop, shop, and it's exactly what we did, uh, which is going to invite pressure. So I, I was okay with it.
1: Yeah, look, like a couple of people um, on the chat there, Kevin Sullivan saying that's the biggest league we've had in a long time. I agree with him. I think it's my favourite league winner this season so far. Anyway, um, a few lads are saying that we lost our legs in the last 40, but inviting that pressure and sitting back a little bit, We, we had confidence in ourselves.
2: And we've just been away in Europe as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like that, that's what makes it so good for me. Um, just as a, as a, as a supporter watching it. Grizz, the lineup is the lineup we all, we all expected because we, a lot of people, I think yourself included felt that we could go and put our, our, our big 11 out here, you know, make a couple of changes when needed, like, like Matt has mentioned, but we can give them then it's just a week's training. They're going to get them vast majority of them. So it, it wasn't a risk putting that team out on the pitch today. Was it
0: Nah, no, no. um, we're normally good when we've had a week's rest. And to be honest with you, we started off really good. We just didn't let them out. Our pressing was back to proper Jurgen Klopp clock type pressing where we just didn't let them out. Every time they kicked the ball out, Virgil or Matic would be first to win the ball back again. Um, At the end of the day, we have to admit, and we have discussed this before, Chelsea are a good young attacking team. They have got quite a few good players. They will break through the offside trap now and again. But I thought we were very good. I know you gave us six out of ten. I probably agree with you overall because I'd probably give our first half performance uh, uh, seven and our second half performance a five. So it balances out. I thought first off we were really good, Gav. I, I thought we showed great energy. Pressing was good. Throughout the game, I felt the front lads weren't at their sharpest and they weren't at their sharpest as we know from Napoli as well. That was the only slight concern for me. Um, but taking a 2-0 goal, a 2-0 lead at half time, I was absolutely chuffed to bits. Uh, especially the way we sort of um, took those goals in terms of in our sort of little innovative free-kick set-piece movements. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't your basic just either smashing the ball in the top corner and just whipping in from the rubble, whipping it in. It was just sort of little variation. So going into half-time, I was absolutely thrilled to bits.
1: Ma you, you mentioned it uh, being away in Europe on Tuesday night. It was a hard game. It was in difficult conditions as well, which made it heavy on the legs. Uh, I I said in the, in a couple of previews leading up to this game, I wanted us to come out and impose ourselves on Chelsea, and not have a look and see what they have. I felt Liverpool done that quite well. Um, mm. They came out, they they tried to impose themselves. They had a lot of the ball. It was the right thing to do, wasn't it? Matt, like instead of going and you know giving them any encouragement where they might nick one, and them and them were struggling
2: yeah absolutely um, we we went out there and we dominated we we locked the team at a level above them which is where we are now as a, as th- this team it's it's probably the best team it's not even probably it is the best team of my generation and we just we're showing it week in week out whether it's um, someone further down the league and we bat a 3-0 or someone like Chelsea where we go out there and, and we dominate I mean we used to we used to go to Chelsea and we used to look for maybe uh, like a, a, a good goal. Remember Hendo's goal a few years ago, or uh, like something lucky on the break. Now we go there, and every single one of our fans is expecting to win, and, that, and that's why some people are a little, little disappointed. It's because we, this is the bar we've set ourselves. We are we are this good of a team now. Where Grizz is a little bit annoyed that we only won two one, that we conceded one in the second half, and and we did invite some pressure on. No, not annoyed. Okay, shaking your head. Not annoyed, but a little bit disappointed. Where this is the team we are now. You don't expect to to concede against Chelsea away, and then it just goes to show how far we've come. Right, uh, more than us struggling. I, I mean, for me, it was it was just absolute professional performance. And after being away at Napoli and and losing, having a tough game there, it was exactly what we needed. And it was it was the type of game I thought we we would have. Go out
1: there, get two goals, show up, sure. Show Chris you know what, there's a couple of talking points in the first half, you know, there's obviously the two goals, there's the, the, this, goal for Chelsea, which I'm going to get to, um, as we, as we go on with this, but, um, Adrian, Chris um, at 1-0, makes a fantastic save from, from Tammy Abraham. How mm-hmm. much is he growing into this role, Grizz? Because, you know, people are, are always asking, you know, when will Allison be back? There's a bit of guess on what going on. Is it going to be late September, early October? Could it be more than that? but Adrian really impressed me today um when he was when he was October called upon, he um, he absolutely he absolutely came came to the far I suppose and just done what he needed to do
0: he's grown on me I'm not gonna lie I'm not gonna say I was as comfortable as somewhere with him um I thought when he first joined in the first couple of games I thought he was trying to be Allison um but I think or I'm guessing. And assuming, hopefully, that the coaches and everyone around him have said, play your game, be yourself. Um, And he's shown to be a very good shot stopper. Um, My only issue with him was usually sort of the erratic type of decision making in terms of rushing out for the ball. He had a tendency to do, but I think you can see Virgil always sort of guiding him through games in certain situations where he tells him to stay back or You know, and you need someone like that who's very loud and and sort of, you know, guides you through certain situations when they're through because we, we are tending to play quite high line and um, you know, his, his decision making was worrying, but I tell you what, he's done, he's done absolutely brilliantly. That save from Tammy Abraham where he just waits, waits, waits and just makes Tammy Abraham not sure how to finish. You know, he, you know, you always say let the striker, make the striker, you know, do a brilliant finish. Well, Tammy Abraham sort of froze, and uh, Adrian was 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 um, was able to save it. He also made a brilliant save from um, I think it was an offside decision, uh, offside scenario, but he didn't know it was offside. I think I can't remember who off. I think it was from Alonso from a free kick. Um But yeah, he hasn't put a foot wrong since his mistake against Southampton. Um, again, didn't deserve to be on the losing side against Napoli, and thoroughly deserved to be on the winning
1: side today. Matt, um there's a couple of comments in here. I, uh, Chris Brack reckons that Adrian is the best backup keeper we've had in decades. Um, Mick says Adrian is very underrated with his feet. He's calming the defence with his ball playing. Uh, there's a big difference there, Matt. I feel even after this short kind of um, sample size that he is growing into position and he is, to me, he's a much better option than Mignolet was, like with his feet. And he, for you, Matt, like to go six out with six, Matt, and have that keeper in goal, I think is no, no mean feat
2: he he's 100% better than uh, Mini League. The difficult thing with keepers is, so if you look at Adrian, he, he didn't play that much football, and then he's got to come in and play every game. It's, it's not like Ox, where you can bring him in, give him 60 minutes and take him off. He's got to play the whole match. It, th- that's it. He's just got to come in and play every single match. And people expect him to come in and, and be at, uh, not even Allison's level, just be at a good level. Like outfield players, it's going to take, uh, keep his time to get used to it. And this is what he's done. And um, he made his mistake, but it was okay because so we got the win. The best thing about what he'd done with his mistake, he got out of the way in a in a game where we won. Like Allison did against uh, Leicester last year. Yeah, he, he made his mistake. And Klopp's going to pull him up on it. And you, or, or you know what? Either Klopp or Achterberg are going to say, look, cut this shit out. And you can see now he's a lot more confident and, and he is cutting that shit out. Even though he's he's still playing the 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 cute little balls and the little chips to Trent on the right, he's not taking that little bit extra risk, which is what he did there at the beginning. Just it was almost as if he was trying to prove himself to be an Allison where He didn't need to. He just needed to be a good keeper. And now he's he's got the games under his belt. And he's got a bit more confidence, and he and he knows where the players in front of him are going to be and what they expect of him. So now he's just. He's just doing what any player would do that's been out for a while and he's just getting used to playing.
1: Yeah, he absolutely is. Um, Chris Brack says we've some record what we have when scoring forced. He thinks it's 52 games where we've scored forced and not lost. That's, that's ridiculous. Um, not, not from Chris Brack. That's just a ridiculous thing to, uh, to, um, to have as a record. Uh, Ian says there, um, 15 wins in a row is, is ridiculous as well. It absolutely is. Um, especially in a title run. Um, you know, a title run in last season and then on top of it, the the start of this season with European Super Cups thrown in, um injuries to Allison and stuff like that. It's absolutely amazing. Um but Grizz, let's get on to the goals. Um and the the thing we're gonna do now and what it's it's the future for me and it's it's back heel free kicks. You said about the variation earlier. One is used uh, the fourth one, Trent, um it looks like Trent wants wants to take it. It then looks like Henderson might be on it, is Salah on it. And it's a little back heel to open up an angle and what a finish by Trent! And we need to start seeing more of that, don't we? Because the the talent this guy has on the ball and his technique and everything to strike a ball, we should be looking for five to ten goals out of him a season. That I'm being honest.
0: Yeah, um, I've done something for uh, Virgin Media in the week where we would discuss We were Did asked you? about. Yeah, the,
2: he didn't the, mention it.
0: No. Oh. So uh, basically, we were asked about the talent. Sort of the young talent in in both the clubs, and and I acknowledge that Mason Mount and Joe Gomez and Brewster and Tammy Abraham are all you know very good young talents. And uh, but I, but I said that you know the jewel in the crown is Trent Alexander the Great. I mean, this guy can be anything he wants. Um, people still sometimes forget when they criticise his defending. That he's not played at right back or in a defensive position all his childhood life or youth career as he's growing up. It's only what Matt was, it, Matt, is it probably his third season at right back? Full season? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. So it's his third year. Let's whatever. Say, <laughs> a, right, in, yeah, whatever. In a, in, in a defensive. So that, so, and, and, and to consider that defenders usually peak when uh, they're probably around the late twenties, when they're at their best, this guy has the whole world in front of him. His ability to pick out a pass, his long range passing, his set pieces—he's an absolute gem, Gav. And um, I mean, when the free kick was given, I was—I I turned to my mate and I said, uh, "It's one of those where it's too close, where you need to get it over the wall with that dip." And I was thinking. Uh, Trent usually you know if it was about 10 yards behind it would have been perfect five yards behind but you know it's it, it was just it was just a Gerard Gerard scored one like that against Newcastle I think it was I remember back in the day where they move it shifted to this to this to the side where it's actually he absolutely leathers it and he hits it with such power but with the side of his foot and that's how talented this guy is it wasn't a full you know thunder bastard. It was a pure side foot with curl, with absolute uh, accuracy. You know, you could have had two keepers in that goal, they wouldn't have saved that gap.
1: Yeah, a load of comments coming in here. Kev Sullivan says, if you watch Kev feet, he thought Salah was taking it, he got completely wrong footed. Um, what else to say? Barry Carr reckons we have one of the best centre midfielders in the world playing at right back. Um, I'm not too sure if I agree with that uh, Grizz is always enjoyable on the show says Matthew um, Matthew your money is on your way to you, straight from Grizz out of the money he makes from Virgin Media um, he gets a lot of stick but he loves this guy he says Grizz you have a fan um, what's uh, his name his name is Matthew Damons. D-A-M-O-N-Z-E. He's on I've YouTube. I've never seen him on YouTube before. He's extremely welcome to the show. I hope I'll, you subscribe. I've
0: always loved
1: Matthew. I'm, I'm a big fan of Matthew. Big, big fan of <laughs> Matthew. <laughs> Tune in every Sunday. I do not like it. No, Matt won't like it. But, um, I, I'm, you're growing on me and Grizz loves you. So let, let's, let's see how we got. We That's got. That's what I there. Can. Um, Matt not, don't not, can. not wasted says, uh, to Matthew. Grizz is on 90 minutes and he's really good. Um, he counters, is a his, aboveies. Well, I don't know what that is. That's just made Matt, up. Stuff. I move on, Gav. No, I have to read these out, Matt. It's very important. Grizz needs this boost in confidence going into the week. He's a busy week and walk. He's me. but Matt, we get we get. Um, we go to the um This allowed goal. I I seen it. Um, i seen it described on Twitter. I think it was a good friend, Tino, that said, Liverpool have literally just conceded what can only be called a FIFA goal. It was insane what was going on in and around the box. But VAR come in and saved us. I'm not a fan of VAR. It's, it's extremely frustrating to me. Um, but we get away with that one, don't we?
2: Uh, Why well, don't you like VAR? I
1: don't like VAR, Matt, because um, I don't know when they're meant to be using it. And I don't think they know when they're meant to be using it. And so they clear, get, no, they no, use no. it. Clear and obvious, clear and we, obvious stuff, like oh, that isn't clear and obvious and VAR, we don't know when they're stepping No, no, not. but
2: they use it on, on any build up to a goal. Okay. Uh, which is, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, it, if it wasn't here, that goal would have been given mm-hmm. and it was, it wasn't a proper goal. It was offside. It, it, it doesn't, I'm not arguing the, the, well.
1: the point. I'm not uh, arguing the point. I'm, with regards to offside and stuff, fine. I've no issue with that. And build up the goals, absolutely fine. But the, the two things that annoyed me was the Joel Matip last thing last week um, where VAR should ste- clearly be stepping in and saying to the ref, that's a stonewall penalty. And then all this clear and obvious stuff where it makes it look like if the referee gives a decision and he feels it's a 100%, um, VAR don't do anything. That's just the way I am. But um, like Kevin Sullivan says, yeah. men was offside. So it's simple. It is absolutely simple in that. What I'm saying is, we, is got, we got away with one there. It is simple. Yeah. Yeah, it is, yeah. It can be simple. Yeah. It's just the way they're the way they're putting across, not it? I don't, think, I don't think
0: Matt's understanding. I don't think Matt's understanding the point you're trying to make. And maybe you're not making it well. So I interject. A bit of here. both. Oh, you're going to yeah. interject. You're
1: going, Hold on. Let me let me get this straight. You are going to interject in a conversation between me and Matt to <laughs> you explain like a situation. The Absolutely, no, Grizz, the floor no, is all was, yours, my friend. No, I
0: tell you what it is, I tell you what it is, Matt. I think Gav and Gav, please feel to interject if you feel I'm not stating facts. Mm-hmm. But I think what Gav's saying is. Matt's right in saying in, in terms of facts, offsides it's proving facts where you're offside, you're offside so that's a fact, factual decision to make it's there yeah. what Gab's I think saying is the issue with undermining referees and not overruling referees decisions which, which tend to be later proved on the VAR replay to be incorrect that's where the frustration lies for me
2: ok, ok, but on these points like with Massive last week, which I'll set my stall out early. I thought it was a penalty. Mm-hmm. It's still, up, like, it, it, it's up for the, for, for a decision. Like, I think it's a penalty. Someone else might not. Do you know what I mean? Whereas, if you look at an offside, an offside's an offside. Okay? But, yeah, hand, hands on the player. Agree, but, but... How much did he touch him? How much did he pull him? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it's up for debate mm-hmm. so what what VAR is doing it's not going to I'm not calling it VAR you your tit mm. right VAR is not going to come along and solve every single situation within the game of football it's not going to get right. every single uh, oh, no, not, uh, foul or, or, or uh, situation correct what it's going to do is going to get rid of 30% of the annoying ones where you go uh, if we conceded that last season, we didn't have VAR, we go, that's fucking offside, that. And we're sitting here moaning about it now. No, okay, but now we've got the correct decision. Oh, no, but you've got the correct decision. It's not going to get every decision correct. Because no. it's still human, uh, a, a human part of it, which is up for interpretation.
1: There's absolutely a human part of it which is up for interpretation. My point is, offside leading up to a goal, or to, did he handle it, did he do this? I've no issue with that, because it's fairly clear... When a goal is scored, everything has had a look at yeah it's all right go ahead, right what i 'm saying is the matter one last week, right, my understanding is the ball comes into the box. the referee either a sees it and doesn't give a penalty or b doesn't quite see it doesn't have a great view, and doesn 't give the decision. what i can 't understand is can v a r not or v a r not re- reviewing this all the time and saying in his ear you've missed that one, he was clearly dragged to the ground. you should be awarding a penalty that's forceful but maybe okay?
2: Yeah, but maybe they maybe they did. The, the problem is at the moment... Where Matt, you Matt, couldn't it's enough. Matt, not, man,
1: No, it's impossible, Matt, no. no you no, but to look wait, at that and say it's
2: not. there's people who, who, who aren't Liverpool supporters who say, you mm, already touched them. I mean, as I said, it's still up for interpretation. The problem is, at the moment, we don't know what they're talking about. Like, if you look at rugby yeah, the rugby game today... Precisely. You do not know what they're talking about. If you look at the rugby game today, the refs are mic'd up, and you can hear exactly what they're talking and about. So you know that
1: should have been followed.
2: Exactly. I, I believe they should mic up the refs and then it'll be a lot clearer to people watching and maybe if they do some replays in the, uh, in the stadium well, as well. Well, I said this but last night. I said They this might last have night. done it. They might have discussed it and said, I'm not too sure. Can you give a penalty if you're not too sure? On refs meant to say give the benefit of doubt to the defender.
1: Yeah, but hold on, hold on. No, yeah, but, but okay in that, in that instance. But what I'm saying to you is if, if the referee like if the referee is in his ear and says, "I've oh, seen that and it's not a penalty," okay, all right, fine. He's, and that's a clear. If he if he sees that matter incident and doesn't give a penalty, okay, he's made a clear and obvious mistake. It, right? It's it's as simple as that. VAR need to go and say to him, "Mate, you've you've made you've had a murder. He's he's absolutely hanging over. It's a penalty." They cut to BT and some former referee comes on and is asked, would you have given the penalty? And he says, oh, in front of the cop, and chuckles. You know, making a joke of this and trying to deflect on the fact that the decision was a shambles. Going on to the midweek and the penalty, okay? The referee gives a penalty because he believes that Andy Robertson has given this guy a kick. There's being contact he goes over. It's clearly seen in the replay that the guy touches the ball. Andy Robertson doesn't go near him. The guy is nearly parallel to the ground and... Then there's contact? Where think- What well, my question is, I, I understand the offside stuff around goals. I get that. My own, what I can't understand is when something like Matip or Robertson happens, is there is there not something where the referee can make the decision, okay, and then even even give a signal to say, uh, you know, this television signal to say he's listened and he's still given the penalty. Do you know what I mean? So at least the decision's being made and we know it's being looked at. That's, look, we could be on, we could be on it all night. It just really, really frustrates me. But back to the, the original question, Matt, we, we, the wrong way to word this is we get away with it because it's factually correct and the, the rules are absolutely correct. But, um, we, we, we take full, we take, full advantage of this and we go up the far end and we make it 2-0 and again Matt a little variation on a free kick they think it's going to be an in-swing and one and they move it slightly to get it, get it out swinging and Firmino fabulous header and his his, his grey form is absolutely continuing and long may it last
2: Yeah it's going back to what I said before the the game today was so professional both goal, both of them goals are worked on in training so it's something that the clock and the coaches have come up with and the team has executed it perfectly, exactly how they want it. It's just an unbelievably professional performance on all sides of the coin. It's a fantastic header. Very he- short, that's all i got to say.
1: Oh, that's okay. Grizz, it's a fantastic header. And um, for me, the form of Firmino has been the biggest thing this season for me. Um, would you agree?
0: Mm, yeah. I mean, today's probably not a good... Good day to sort of big up our forwards in terms of the. No, overall. it's absolutely not. But even but he, but even saying that, I still thought Bobby was just just about the best out of the three. Um, a couple of things he done in the second half. Uh, his, but again, you know, Bobby's um, Bobby's very streaky in terms of when he scores goals. He always seems to score. Now that's what I just said. They're probably. May not even be troops Someone pulls out the stats, but it seems like he always scores and sort of streaks in terms of who's scoring four or five games in a row and then not score for another seven, eight. Do you know what I mean? One of them won, so you know, long may it continue. If he, if, if if Bobby starts getting as uh, prolific and um, as um, what's the word um, consistent as the other two in terms of goal scoring, then how he bodes well for us, mate, because the other two are frightening in terms of. Consistency in 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 terms of scoring goals. So yeah, um, today's probably not a good good show to sort of big up our forwards. I thought they hold up play. I thought they were very lapsed. I thought they were very lethargic in terms of their final pass. In the in the second half, I thought Mane and and Salah were tending to rush their passing a bit too much, especially with the with the sort of around the edge of the box. Could have been a bit more patient, but. Overall,
1: Gav, can't be more happy, man. Oh, Mick says that Pep is rattled. He's mentioning us in every interview. I hope he don't one today and mentioned us. Um, Hit him, Frank or cool Ian,
0: <laughs>
1: oh, Sorry, say that again.
0: I was like, can you imagine him calling a press conference just to talk
1: about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey. Fraudiole calls a co- um, calls yeah. the press conference. Um, <laughs> Hit him, Frank or in from Paddy Power, as we know, says, um, your, your listeners are, bru- are brutal, at best. Um, uh, we haven't won one yet yeah we are close today we, we needed a goal from Salah to get our bet up today it didn't happen um, I'm going to have to
0: start getting some tips man, also gosh,
1: well you don't need tips because Matt is on a great streak with his bets um, and if anyone needs to follow good bets um, follow Matt he's absolutely on a floor um, Stephen Hackett says Firmino got the goal but uh, the front three were awful um, I didn't think they were great uh, like Grizz said a little bit rushed on what you were doing and I think if you'd have slowed it down a touch the quality may have shown through a little bit more. Trying to do a little bit too much at times. Um mm-hmm. Kevin Sullivan's worried about the workload being put on the front three. Kevin, we can time this right and you know, they get they're gonna get five five days training this week before we play Sheffield United. You know, that's a nice little break for them. It will come around though where Champions League and stuff starts to kick. have in. we got MK Dons? We've MK Dons, but I don't see any of them playing there. Um, maybe maybe one of them does. I'm not too sure. I, I can see, I can see him resting as many of this first eleven today as as, no, as, totally well as he possibly could. Great. Um, let me see. So the second half, Chris. Um, you know, we're, we're under the cautious, probably not the words to be used. But Chelsea come out and have a right goal at us. Um, as somebody else said earlier on, our 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 stamina, our our energy seems to go after about an hour. But we, we make the changes to, to fill the gaps and stuff like that. Kante gets a goal, little bit disappointed from our point of view. I thought he was given too much time. But, Grizz, on the whole, the second half, when you look at a Chelsea score, but on the whole, the second half, and I hate using this, but I'm going to, that's the performance of a title winning side, when you're not at your best, your energy's a bit low, and you come away with a 2-1 win against the top six side. Do you agree? Mm.
0: Mm. Do I agree? That's the question, Chris. I'm not so sure, Gaff. I thought, you know, you mentioned what we made break. the changes. You said we made the changes to sort of halt the game or end the game, as, as, as Matt was saying, professionally. Mm. I thought the changes came too late. I thought Klopp was too late in terms of rectifying the issue where Trent had to overload every single time because we know... Mo is asked to play in that cheating position where he sort of doesn't track the left-back all the way, so as to when we break, he's got a straight, direct run at that young centre-back who's already on a unit. I'm glad you
2: said that. Yeah. Because a lot easy. of people give him mo, mo shit for not tracking back, but no, it's, it's, I, I'm of the odd. opinion where Klopp, is, Klopp asked him to stay there.
0: Absolutely. I know Klopp, so we, we, we chatted about it once. And you don't know him as
1: much as Damon Flood knows him.
0: We, yeah, shout out to Damon who we went to see him with a... His tracksuit half done. But the point being <laughs> is, most Mo Salah, Mo Salah was placed in that sort of, you know, cheating position, some people call it. And it's usually been Hendo who's asked to sort of cover it's that. Always Hendo the task. And help, and help out Trent. But this is it, Gav. He wasn't or, cause Kovacic drew in that, uh, drew, grew in that second half. So therefore Hendo was busy trying to contain Kovacic. And so therefore Alonso and Mount were overloading every single time. I thought he would have made a change in terms of possibly the usual go-to sub is Milner, even Ox with his energy and drive from the right, sort of just to help out Trent. Because, you know, we could see the issue. We could see it sort of attack after attack, cross after cross. I thought Robo had a very solid game defensively. Trent, One-on-one had a very solid game, but so was unable to sort of, you know, cover some of the crosses because he was literally not getting much help. So therefore, that was one issue I had to sort of... We have to... We can't always be rosy and sort of top reds. Sometimes we've got to do some, you know, criticism where it's positive, where we can think that, you know, we've won, but we could have changed that earlier. And I think that's one area I think Klopp could have changed earlier. For the goal... It's a fantastic goal, but again, you know, Fabinho was slightly slightly tired or lazy, but he had a lot of running to do and a lot of covering to do. I actually picked out, and a lot of people probably will agree or might not agree, but if you see it again, I actually think Virgil should do more and come out and press him. I think Fabinho has a go at him, actually, sort of like, come on, come to the ball. I think Virgil's thinking, and most people are thinking, go on, Kante, you can't possibly swivel your hips and sort of curl the ball in that position into the top corner, but
1: Kante did. Uh, Chris Brack reckons that Grizz has City to win it in as a cumulator. That's why he thinks he's talking us down. Um, no, I'm not talking us down. I'm no, not. no, I don't think you are for once. And yeah. uh, I have the predictions for the yes. league. He uh, Okay, he is. <laughs> uh, I have the predictions for the league from nearly every day trip for this season. I will reveal them at the end of the season. And they make for some pretty decent reading, pretty interesting reading. Um But... You know, somebody there says it's, it's not title winning form because they were beaten easily by Man United um, you know, 4-0 and stuff like that. This is a different Chelsea side to the first day of the season. I think they're showing a lot Jesus, more. They look, what a shout that,
0: that is. They
1: look, they look more, uh, yeah. they look more, um, you know, compact. They, they look like they have more of an idea of the way they're playing. I think they're way better. I think they play Man United Old Trafford tomorrow. They, they beat them. I'm being honest with you. Um, but look it's I wanna talk about a couple of the teams as well around because over the weekend a few bits happened but uh man of the match lads um Matt I'm gonna give you a full shout on um on man of the match Yeah
2: Adrian Adrian it's very simply he, he might not have been our best player, but he was our most important today, and it was his best performance, so I'm going to give it to him.
1: Okay, um, I think he's a decent show. Uh, Grizz, for you, man of the match? I thought Matip was
0: head and, a, head and shoulders literally above everyone else.
1: So, Matip for you?
0: Yeah, I thought he was absolute class.
1: Um I'm going to shock a lot of people when I say this but I absolutely agree with a 100%. Um Matip for me was our man of the match today. I thought he was I just thought he was really really good. Uh our good friend Keith. Um, I,
0: reckon, I reckon Matt would have agreed if you watched the game.
1: Um no we wouldn't because he knows you were going to say Matip and he doesn't agree with anything you say. Um let me see uh Keith our friend Keith our goal melt on Twitter he likes Matt Mick likes Adrian. Um Kevin Sullivan says it was a toss up between Matip and Adrian. Um but I think Matt just edges it. Uh, let me see. Um, but look, just just the last couple of minutes because I know it's very late where Matt is. So five minutes on this and then we're, then we're out of here. Um, what's gone on over the weekend? Grizz, um, United are beaten again today. Arsenal looked, uh, they looked a bit all over the place, but, but got the win. Um, Spurs done what Spurs do. Man, Watford forgot that they were playing football at the weekend when they went out. To, Postman or play Man City? Um, is it starting to shape up for you already this early in, or is it just because I feel it's going to be one of those seasons where the top two will be the top two, and everyone else is just going to start taking points off each other, left, right, and centre.
0: Yeah, as much as as much as we take joy in sort of when Man United lose, I'm at that stage, and we're at that level now where I honestly don't give a shit about the results. I don't look out for them. I think they're that that far behind. Sort of us and City, it's a joke. I mean, I've, I've always said Arsenal never, I mean, Arsenal, Arsenal have been a banter club for like three, four years now. No, maybe more, maybe more. So the dip in Spurs, even though, uh, yeah, a lot of people tipped and sort of challenge I did And The dip in Spurs is slightly surprising to some. It's not to me. Um, but us and City is the only results that you look out for. City is, um, It's fucking so frustrating. We're we're so good. We are actually so good right now. Fifteen wins in a row. Last calendar year, we've been stunning. We've been absolutely amazing. Yet we're we're just so cursed that we come up against this fucking freak. We're fucking pumped up with oil money and fucking peppers a coach, and it just coincides with our existence at this time. Do you know what I mean? Otherwise, we're so much better than. Majority of the Arsenal and Man United teams that won the league in the past, you know what I mean? So it's, it's just frustrating at the moment, but, um, you know, it's, uh, we, I, I really don't look at anyone's results. you not even cities, to be honest with you. We just gotta, as you, as you're doing the, the old Carol Vorderman, uh, Gavin Vorderman countdown, it's just, uh, counting down to our wins, man. That's all we've gotta do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, ma, um, few people are mentioning Leicester here and a couple of people are saying it's... Or sorry, Mick Jones says it's becoming like the the All-La-Liga, two teams dominating. Is there anybody that could surprise and and rock into the top four come the end of the season for you, just looking on the four, six games?
2: Ah, It's hard to go off the first six. It's it's too small a sample, I think. Um, Leicester have got as good a chance of any. Um... Rogers is good in a team where he doesn't actually have control of the transfers, where which is what he's at now, which is good. Yeah, yeah, Leicester could do it. I mean, I can't work out at the moment if the rest of the league is better or the top four, other than Northern City, are, are shitter. I, I I don't know who's bridged the gap, which way. I can't, I can't work it out. Do you know um, There's a lot more money. Go on. I, I mean, just quickly, there's a lot more money in the Premier League now mm-hmm. in the in the other teams, not just the top teams who. I'd like to think they've got better um and and i I'd probably lean that way because of how well we did as a country in the uh, european competitions last season uh do you know what i
1: think it is i i was I have a feeling that, you know, Liverpool and City for me are miles ahead and I know where Grizz's frustrations come from with regards to their pumped up with oil money. You're basically competing against another country when you go up against Man City. It's, it's that simple. The money is just astronomical. <clears throat> um, but I get the feeling the likes of Spurs, Arsenal, United, they're all panicking and they're all panicking extremely early. Um, they're looking at Man City and they're looking at Liverpool going, like, right, Liverpool have gone six for six. Man City have dropped, uh, you know, five points already, but they're looking at it and they're panicking already and they're, they're not sure what way to do things. And we're just going to get further and further away from them. Um, I do feel that Arsenal have improved. I do feel Spurs have improved squad wise. United couldn't be much worse than last season. You thought until you're actually watching them now and a couple of injuries and you're looking at at their team and bench and going, what is, I didn't know them, the manager, Yeah, M- man Matic still played. I'm being honest. With you. He was on the he was on the, the team sheet, and was going, "Is he still with them?" So you know, beating that, beating a West Ham today, um, and I just think that it's it's you know the way they usually split the league into you know top four, then five to ten, and then the bottom half. I think Liverpool and City have made a league for themselves. We'll have to wait and see. It probably is hard to judge after six, but I genuinely feel that Liverpool and City are going to be over the hill and far away come come the. Come Christmas, Grizz, Um, a few people are talking about um managerial stuff and all. One person there said that you can see Pochettino being United manager before the end of the season. Uh, could it become that drastic?
0: Yeah, that worries me. That does worry me. That's the only thing that sort of. I mean, it's not anything sort of short term worries me, but long term uh, that would worry me because I, I do rate Pochettino as a very good coach, um, and with the way Spurs are sort of, you can see. Pochettino getting more and more frustrated with the ways things are going. Oh, there's
1: seriously wrong there.
0: Yeah, you can see him walking away, and you can see him sort of literally walking into that Man United job. Because I think if if he became available, I think Man United would go for it straight away and say fuck
2: off on me. But the problem with United isn't isn't the coaches. They can put in whoever they want. If I look at the whole football club, they they since Ferguson left, there's this void there. You look at where we are now. We've got Michael Edwards. And, and this whole team, uh, coming up with a decision between them about who to buy. United haven't got that. Who, whoever the, the manager wants or, or Woodward wants to appease the fans, they go and get. It's nothing to do with who they need or, or what position they need or does he fit the, the philosophy or anything like that it's just is he a big name yes we'll have him Do, does Solskjaer want him yes let's go get him let's spend 80 million on fucking Harry Maguire there's, there's no football philosophy in that football club so it doesn't to me it doesn't matter it, Potts will come in and he will get them up the table but he'll, they'll never challenge until they actually sort out the yeah. football club, Chris not
1: Brack, just the team. Chris Brack says there, he, and he's literally mirroring what you're saying, he's saying he can't see Pochettino walking at United until they fix the structure above the United manager. And Kevin Sullivan says he doesn't care who manages them. Um, as long as the board stays as it is, they'll never catch up. Um... I have a feeling Pochettino ends up at Real Madrid. Um I think if Zidane becomes available then on top of that, I think United you know, you could I think there has to be something there where United you know, say, Listen, if manager A, B, or C become available, we can get rid of the I'd say it's written into his contract because listen, this guy won't park in the manager spot because he still thinks it's Alex Ferguson. He's an idiot, right? Um so it's of a fanny in it. Yeah, it's, it's so, listen, it's, it's it's
0: it's
1: it's bego- it's gone beyond the whole romanticism of, 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 think, of bringing someone just, in. Yeah, I, I wanna laugh at them but it's just
0: pointless Wasting my energy on them. Yeah, your of, it's, really? yeah, it's, it's, it's mad. We wanna, you know, we, normally we'd wanna take the piss out of them and laugh, laugh at them, but it's like, oh, shut the fuck up. There's such, there's so, I mean, I was looking at that team and i and I was, and, and I was gonna do a brilliant tweet, but I didn't. Yeah. And I, cause I was gonna say, cause I was gonna say, I was gonna say, you know your shit when there's more West Ham players probably in a combined 11. I mean, when was the last time that would have taken place? Who did he
1: steal that off? I don't, I don't know. He must, he must have, when he copy and pasted it, he forgot, he must have forgot to change a few. No, words I didn't Before do he lashed that. It up. Yeah,
0: hey, I should have done
1: it. Yeah, you should have. Well, you, you're good at it. Um, right, we're out of here. Um, that's been the fat pack for Matt has to go to bed. It's about four o'clock in the morning where he is. Um, it's been really good. Uh, the comments have been great. The opinions as usual being been great. Uh, follow us um, on Twitter at LFC Daytrippers at Grizz Can. Ma has a a a new Twitter account. (laughs) Ma has a new Twitter account that um when it's gone, it's gone. Um
0: (laughs) try spilling it again.
1: I'm not even going to try. Um, M-I-1-2-3. Yeah. <laughs> Matt M-I-1-2-3. Matt nine. I don't even know it. Matt 90210.
2: Um, but, <laughs> but, uh,
1: yeah, follow Matt. Um, listen, if you're on YouTube, there's, low, there's way more people on YouTube watching us now. It seems to be just a few names I've noticed there tonight that we've never seen before. You're more than welcome. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the bell icon. As soon as we go live, you'll know we're on. Um, So, yeah, that's it. It's a fat back four. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Liverpool 6 from 6. We're flying, lads. We're flying. Up the reds.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.